This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer I'm Barry Rosenfeld <laughs> Bear, 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 how you doing? <laughs> You're so, I feel like you're so soft-spoken right now. Um, well, because, you know, we have some sad news to share. We do. But before we get into our episode, sad news today that Greg Leakes did pass away uh, from colon cancer. He was 66. We knew from over the weekend, Nini had said that he was, you know, going to be leaving shortly and that you know, came to pass super sad. I just hope everyone is, you know, doing okay. Clearly they knew, you know, they had some advanced notice that this was, you know, probably going to happen, but it's just so sad. I'm Greg is such a good one, like such a good, he was so great on the show, but also you could tell that he was just like such a great partner to Nini. Yeah. It's um, very sad. And it's sad because he was also very young and, I know like, even seeing the Bravo community posting and everything and everyone sharing their, you know, thoughts and prayers with Nini and her family. It's just unfortunate. So. Uh, well, best, always. yeah. Best wishes to everyone in the Atlanta family. Um, but we are talking about Beverly Hills today. We we're, rec- we're recording <laughs> this. It's like it's nine Oh eight PM right now. So we, not just off the finished press. watching this episode usually so usually when we do our beverly hills recap it's like the next morning i've had like 12 hours to like you know eat something digest my feelings a little bit yeah and whatever. so and um we thank I dylan for accommodating I'm... my schedule so but this is fun <laughs> no, no, happy this to is do fun it. we're having some I, wine I, I... <laughs> oh oh she's drinking <laughs> we're not on workout no you kind of are but it's fine <laughs> oh my god i okay so this episode the Dinner Party from Hell, part two. Very, pre- very presumptuous of Bravo to use that episode title. That's I will just insane. say they have, they have had that, you know, up their sleeve for a decade now. You know, there's only one Dinner Party from Hell and they deemed this to be part two. I have to say it, we did get it to be continued, so we we can't fully assess it, but this was there were no electronic cigarettes at this no, dinner party no from e-cigs, hell. No, <laughs> no mediums. That's an but I'm not sure they really episode. needed it. No, they did not. I, okay, this <laughs> like uh, I just have to say, we have some other scenes to get to, but Kathy Hilton hosting this dinner party. All right. Oh my these God. girls are not, they don't know luxury. They can throw everything they know out the window once they step into Kathy Hilton's house. And Dorit, I am in my element. We're like, Dorit, no, you're not. Dorit is, Dorit is in the element that she imagines <laughs> herself 
Like when Dorit, when Dorit like envisions her perfect life, this is her element and she gets to come for one dinner. It's, it's, it's great because as fun, you know, as Kathy is, Kathy is still Kathy Hilton. They even brought that up in the episode. Like she has white glove service and silver platters in her home. Like she didn't take two of her own appetizer because she didn't have two. Like there are things that what she just does. <laughs> like it's wild. <laughs> like that is just right. a I different think- lifestyle. Because we're seeing so much personality from her this season <laughs> and she de- she is like quirky and, you know, a little off off center. It's easy to forget that she is also this like extremely wealthy, extremely, you know, well-connected society woman who has lived this life for decades, you know, like she's used to this. And it's just a level of... Um, it's not even just about it's not even just about money but it's like a level of society that oh we yeah don't we don't really see on real housewives we see people with lots of money but like ramona is not doing this you know like when it's it's just different imagine like i don't know i feel like kathy's obviously not like you know she's probably internally judging a little but i would never want like kathy to come to my house. No, but I do. But I would make a rule. I'd be like, Kathy, you have to show up in sweatpants and we're going to kick it on the couch and like just drink well, out of my I wine mean, glasses, I- not Baccarat wine glasses, even though those were candlesticks, whatever. It's fine. I actually love the thought of on Orange County this season, seeing Heather Debro and Gina strike up a friendship. I think I cannot wait to see Heather Debro visit Gina in her home for the first time. And likewise, I can't wait to see Gina visit Heather Debro's little mansion on the hill because you know her jaw's going to be on the floor the whole time. And I'm sorry, that is good TV. And I do think people who are truly in that like extreme category, category, they don't look, I mean, I'm sure some of them do, but like, I don't think Kathy Hilton looks down on people for not having as much money as her. I think it's one of those things where it's like, when you're that fortunate, it's just normal to you, but you like, you know, that not, you don't like judge everyone for not being a fucking billionaire or whatever. And I, because even her sister is one of those. Even Kyle is beyond wealthy and she's not even in the same category as Kathy. Right, 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 right. Okay, but so let's let's rewind a little bit because we do not spend the whole episode at Kathy's house. Um, first, we get our big peek at Dorit's wedding dresses, which I feel like we've already seen all over Instagram. So it's kind of like okay, um, yeah. But what did the you fact, think about- yeah, I like we've seen PK giving his two cents before. Okay, whatever. I really hope they if they have. I'm not sure. I haven't been following up in the wedding gown situation, but I hope they haven't gone with all of those names just because, like, you know. They're not I elegant. I don't know about the pearl. The woman. Or the actress. <laughs> the woman. But babe, I... babe, this one's not <laughs> a pearl because you look like you're in the ocean and there's pearls all around. I appreciate it. I feel like he was in, because she was, you know, trying on all these wedding guns to put him in the mood and brought up vow, renewal, vow renewals. And Dorit shut that down faster than he can even finish his sentence. I thought it was, we, okay, we've seen Dorit in the last few episodes, I feel like with the Erica situation, sort of go back and forth, maybe play both sides a little bit in terms of how many questions she has, Mm -hmm. whether she fully believes Erica. And this episode, we see a couple moments where she kind of um, 
you know, her, her support for Erica seems to crack a little bit. And one of them at the beginning, I mean, this is more lighthearted, but she's talking about how, you know, Erica was getting cheated on for all these years. And so like vow renewals just make her blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh damn. Okay. Like Erica didn't have a vow renewal. So I don't know why that's where your mind goes, but like, yikes. And I wasn't even thinking that route. I was just being, being like, oh, Dorit, you're, so you're saying it's because you haven't watched all of the other housewives on Bravo who have right. aired their valentuals not work out the way you would, you and PKR? That's okay, too. It's fine. I mean, Lisa Vanderpump's worked out fine, but I guess Dorit probably doesn't want to emulate Lisa Vanderpump at this point because that's, you know, that relationship doesn't have fun. That ship has sailed. <laughs> the ship has sailed. Whatever. A cute scene. I do like seeing PK. Um, yeah. But we get a really interesting scene when Kyle goes over to Sutton's new house, the one that she's renovating. She's got a lot of got a lot of work left to go. And I like that because I guess there's so much construction inside. They sit down to film this scene at like this weird perch on the side of the yard. And I'm like, are we sitting on the grass? Like what's happening? She, she was, it looked like Sutton was sitting on like a makeshift step that led into the garden, but it wasn't like <laughs> finished yet. It's hard. Like, I guess I just moved. And when you first get to your like new place and there's like not a single piece of furniture there, you're like, I guess I'll sit on the floor. I had to, I was like setting up the Wi-Fi and stuff and like putting things together and literally just sitting on the floor. Cause I didn't even have a chair there yet. And I guess is it going to be there for a while? Um, yeah. Now I have places to sit. Thank you so much for asking. Um, <laughs> but they kind of, I, I liked seeing Kyle and Sutton one-on-one because I think Kyle could kind of understand a little more of where Sutton is coming from. Whereas I think in the big group scenes, it can start to be really black and white of like Kyle is team Erica and Sutton is anti Erica. And it's this whole thing. Whereas I thought it was nice to see them kind of breaking down the walls a little bit. Sutton you know, getting to the root, talking about how she was upset with the way Erica spoke to her and the small town, the like Miss Small Town comment clearly didn't sit well with her. I liked seeing them open up with each other a little more. I agree. However, I think this scene was set up perfectly for the end of the episode. And that's oh, why oh, it yes. happened because not in a sketchy way, but Kyle got the information that she was just handed to her and she used that as I think she should have. It was, yeah, it was very much like at the Christmas party when Garcelle called out mm-hmm. Dorit for not mm-hmm. saying what she had said at the meeting. And this time Sutton, I think, you know, I think Sutton, because she is the most questioning of Erica I think it's easy to put her in the camp of being completely anti-Erica and I don't think that is accurate I just think because she has so many questions Erica doesn't feel supported by her but Sutton I think deep down does like Erica and wants Erica to be okay but just can't get over these questions and so I think when she is at this dinner party and she's trying to tell Erica that she is on her side and cares for her. It's like, yeah, you're like, you're not lying, but from Erica's point of view, she can't really accept that right now because of all the questions that come along with it. And I think Kyle 
I mean, it's, it's always a little messy to bring up what somebody said, you know, one-on-one at a group thing, but Kyle wasn't wrong that it's like, I mean, you called her a liar like two days ago. And I think what, what made Kyle so mad is because this was Sutton has said it repeatedly when she's with the group of women, not with Erica, that she's going to like, you know, call her out and, and even, and even Kyle said, like, Sutton has a big voice when she's talking about the person who is not in the room, which is very accurate. But first, also, I want to talk about this dinner at Crystal's first. Like, there were so many little scenes in this episode that was, like, perfect. Yeah. Well, don't forget, Sutton also said that Erica made a deal with the devil and that the devil always comes, comes knocking. knocking. Which I think is true. I mean, I'm not saying necessarily that Erica made a deal with the devil, but I think that's true in general. You know, you get into a situation. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. So I think to see Sutton basically state that she believes at this point that Tom, you know, gave Erica kind of like a wink and a nudge and was like, things are going to get bad you go now that was that was something i don't think we had really heard stated on the show before because the idea that the divorce is a sham is something that has been kind of thrown around 
you know, in the tabloids on social media a lot. And like to hear Sutton essentially say that that's what she thinks happened. I was intrigued by that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Now I feel like I'm hearing so much, so many different sides and views from Sutton too, where I'm like, Oh my God, like not that her story is changing. Obviously she believes what she believes, but she's coming up with so many different reasons why, where I'm like, Oh my, everyone slow down. You can tell, you can tell her mind is going a mile a minute. Right. And so even, you know, they, I think they said that scene with Kyle was two days after the Rinna beauty lunch. Okay. And and Sutton has already spent the last two days, like spiraling and thinking about what Erica said and coming up with like new theories and all of that, which is like, that's how my brain works, but (laughs) I'm not on TV with Erica. I just watch the show. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But okay. So So Crystal hosts this dinner, which I kind of thought was really cool to only see these like four women together. It was like a random group. And they all, Crystal, Kathy, Garcelle, and oh my God. Oh, Erica, duh. We're talking shit about Sutton, which I thought that was interesting too, because Garcelle was team Sutton. So it was like, was all of this planned out? Because they did it in a really, really, really good way. I don't know how this was chosen. I also was wondering how this group was chosen because, I mean, of course, it's not like the producers are telling them exactly what they're supposed to talk about at dinner, but Sutton pretty quickly became the main topic of conversation at this dinner, and you could tell that Garcelle was uncomfortable with it. And there were some, some like, smaller little, like, like, moments and stuff that she participated in, like... It's not like Garcelle can't poke a little fun at right. Sutton because let's be real, Sutton is ridiculous sometimes. But when they're talking about like when Erica and Crystal are like, well, like I didn't, I'd never heard of her. You'd never heard of her. Like who's she? Like, well, like you could tell that Garcelle was kind of like, I mean, what does that actually mean? Like, okay, so I, I haven't heard of you. When Crystal even said that in the beginning, remember, like the first episode, she was like, "You don't." And that, she said that, that about line, Dorit. Yeah, that line kind of made weirded me out too, because even Garcelle last night was, or t- tonight was like, "Oh, because you don't know someone, they're irrelevant," you know. So I kind of get that, but I think they were just making a point, as in like she's not like Angelina Jolie, where everyone knows her. I don't I don't know. I think they're just like not friends. And now they're just making digs at with each other. But I I think also I to see Garcelle in the confessional be like, I mean, they're talking a lot of shit about Sutton right in front of me, considering they know that I'm good friends with Sutton. And like, why would they think I'm not just going to go tell her everything that they were saying? And because of the dinner party you know, the dinner party is such a big group event. We don't really get that in this episode. Like we don't see Sutton and Garcelle one-on-one, but I feel like that might be coming in the next couple of weeks because so far, I mean, since ugly leather pants gate, Crystal and Sutton have seemed to be getting along quite well. And, you know, I think, I mean, Erica and Sutton's issues are obvious, but you know, to for Sutton to kind of be like the topic of, you know, like the butt of the joke when she's not there. I think mm-hmm. that would really hurt her feelings. And we've seen her totally. be, she's a sensitive person. And so I'm. Um, well, anyone, no one, no one ever wants to find out that a group of your right. friends are sitting there and their conversation was about you. That's kind of like bizarre. I would be like, what? That's kind of sad. You guys had nothing else to talk about, like grow up. 
<laughs> but oh well, I mean, Barry, I was talking shit about you for like hours today, but by yourself, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> I, but you told me, so now it's fine. We're good. Now it's out. Now there. we're now we're good. Exactly. I owned it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Kim. For one second, I can't. Lisa Rinna, I know last week I said it was one of my favorite looks. This dinner. Oh, my God. What? 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 Was that the hair? With the, the I, suit. No, no, the no. I, and suit. the thing is, like, suits, power suits are great. Yeah, the suit itself wasn't working for me with the hair. So, oh, my God. It was a miss. Sorry. It was, it was like a, a mullet. It was, yeah, it was not a good like, hairstyle. I feel like she, in, you know, she wears wigs a lot. Sometimes I love them, sometimes less. This one, I felt like it was her normal hair, and she just, like, like pinned it, it down. It to looked the like sides David Bowie head. was walking into the room. Mm, a little bit, yeah, but without the David Bowie ness. That Correct. Just the Lisa Rinnaness. <laughs> I thought. I actually, I really liked Erica's look. I thought her hair was fun. Um, I thought. I mean, Kathy. Kathy looked, looked just regal, just beautiful, elegant. Um, Dorit, I, I like, like too, because she hasn't. Yeah, I Dorit, ha- she hasn't been doing it for me lately. Well, Dorit, I feel like her style in the last couple seasons um, has skewed a lot more like casual, like street style type of designer looks. Like she goes for the, right. you know, the the Louis Vuitton print jacket and the like fe- the Fendi tracksuit and like all of that, which like obviously it's expensive and it's like theoretically stylish. But it was it's nice to see them get a little more elegant. Like I yes. do enjoy that. Um, and I thought Sutton looked great. I honestly have to say that wasn't one of my least favorite outfits that she's ever worn. First of all, orange is my favorite color in general, but I actually liked it. I didn't like her hair. It wasn't one of my least favorite things she's ever worn. That is a ringing endorsement. I have to call out Patrick. I'm giving a lot of shout outs tonight because I laughed out loud when he was handing out the like hors d'oeuvres and they all go, Patrick, 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 because he was going to get more. And he turned around so frazzled that like he flipped the trip. Like he he was on the stair. He like lost balance. He was like, oh, my God, I can't mess up. I'm working for Kathy Elton. Like, she's my first priority. But she goes, they're, they're fighting like cats and dogs. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, uh, the French butler, it just doesn't get better. Um, okay. This, this stroke of genius. I don't know I'm if it was Kathy. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm schwitzen. I don't know if it was Kathy or, you know, some producer or whoever. Whoever put the place cards on the table and decided that Erica would be sitting in between Garcelle and Sutton for this dinner, give them like a lifetime achievement award, like a, you know, hall of fame. Yes. Because this whole dinner watching, watching Erica and Sutton have to like twist their bodies next to each other. So they could go at it while they're sitting like six inches apart was so like, the visuals of this scene were so great. And my, my personal favorite moment was when they start going at it and it's time for course two. And of course we're getting a play by play <laughs> of the food. The plate with the lamb chop goes right in front of their faces while they're arguing. We get the title card at the bottom of the screen explaining what the food is. Course they're number still two. arguing the whole time in the background. I was dying because like, that's such a deliberate editing choice and like it would be easy for them to like take that out but the fact that they put that in there was just so hilarious to me and the way that this whole scene played out i love like there's nothing like a good housewives 
dinner party where shit goes left. And this was that. Like, you couldn't ask for anything more. Well, the best part about it was the fact that Dorit wanted to bring up her problems with Garcelle. Kathy shut it down so quickly. And my favorite part about that, we're doing like favorite, I'm favorite, I'm favorite. But my favorite part about that was the fact that if anyone else were to say that to Dorit, she would say something, but because it was Kathy, she had like a respect level for her. And then boom, Sutton goes and just wants to talk to Erica. And I was like, this is like a, this is like pinball. Someone was like, who else has a problem and wants to bring it up? It was. I, yeah, it was like during I mean, not all due respect. That's not (laughs) happening tonight. Like there are, we have, you're trying to fry a sardine over here. We've got like a, you know, (laughs) bluefin tuna on the grill you know there's bigger fish to fry um but yeah so when erica so sutton tries to speak to erica at the beginning of the dinner and erica swiftly shuts it down she says you know i don't i don't need to hear anything from you like i know where you stand Mm -hmm. and your opinion of me doesn't matter i only have time for stuff that matters and Okay, given the fact I already knew they were going to get into it later in the dinner, obviously I want the drama, but I actually thought that was a really mature and like smart thing of Erica to try and squash it because like Erica's right. She doesn't need to know what Sutton thinks of her. Like as much as I'm enjoying this season, I think this the drama between them is like super entertaining. Erica does have a lot of shit to worry about. And like in the grand scheme of things, Sutton isn't high on the list, but of course, then, you know, two minutes later, Sutton's going to bring it up again. And this time it's not, you know, it's, they don't just put it away. Yeah. Because they randomly play a game with a bell and like plan it out. The, I, I'm confused. I like, I, I love that Kathy's like, we're just going to have a nice dinner. And then it's like, okay, a game that's going to lead to drama. Patrick was scared to serve Erica, her lamb chop. Like, how much more Beverly Hills Dylan is cracking up right now? Oh my God. How much more Beverly Hills can you get? Like, I, I, it was so much, but here's the thing I feel like in this situation, I am almost like a Kyle where I am team, shall I say it, Erica. And I don't know if it's because I, I don't know what I don't know. So I'm like seeing, just seeing what I, what I know. I don't, whatever, but like how I've said this before, like, how would you expect Erica to react? They're bringing it up again. Like she's showing up and just wants to have a nice dinner. And it's like one after the other, after the other, like she's like tired of it, especially now that she has, fully decided she doesn't want to talk to Sutton anymore and they're not friends. She has nothing to explain to her or any of that, you know, like it's, it's Mm -hmm. exhausting to watch because like you said, you can only imagine what she is feeling in that moment. Like remember Dorit was like, I'm sure you feel like we do. And Erica was like, no, I feel a lot worse than you do Dorit. This isn't right. Your situation. When debris, God lover brings up, you know, the orphans and the widows and the victims. And it's like, I, I uh, like, I personally feel like I wish Erica would have been a lot more 
you know, recognizing the yes. victims and stuff publicly throughout this. Like, I think that would, yes. people would have a lot more sympathy for her if she had been more um, public about that. But at the same time, it's like, oh my God, Dorit, like you're, you're doing this again. Like, you know, exactly. that Eric is going to be like, what do you think I feel? <laughs> and side note, because you just said that, like, I have obviously thought that too, like, the orphans and widows are a completely like that's a tragedy. And obviously they are going through something extreme and you're not comparing the situations like people have like commented about me. They're like, Barry is saying terrible. Stuff. I haven't said one thing negative about the about the orphans or widows because I haven't mentioned it because I'm recapping Erica on the show. Like, like never have I ever said that the orphans are ugly. Ever. I have never, I would <laughs> never say anything about that. So like, I don't know what comments I've made that are disgusting, but, but I would never say anything terrible about that situation. I'm just looking at Erica right now because she's on the television show. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live claret and clear use as directed i think it's funny that this is a moment where dorit kind of chooses to speak up and be like well it does affect us because you know like we could get subpoenaed or whatever and it's just funny because after dorit had expressed those feelings at the meeting then at the right. christmas party she was like not gonna say anything and then now you know she it's a few days later and it's like I wish the Dorit would, yeah. again, like, I don't think this is black and white. And so I don't want to say pick a side because even Sutton, I think, feels conflicted. But I wish that she would just be a little more consistent in how she expresses how she's feeling. Because mm -hmm. I think for 
at the Lisa Rinna lipstick lunch, she <laughs> was basically coming for Garcelle for the Palm Springs thing. And, you know, basically saying that Garcelle had been, you know, betrayed Erica or yeah. whatever. And then, you know, two days later, all of a sudden she's the one, I mean, Garcelle too, but she's, you know, Erica's going to think that she betrayed her. And so it's like, Erica's saying, like, at the end of this, like, I'm going to know who was there for me. And right now, I don't think Dorit would be in that bucket. And so it's like, I just think it's hard to kind of... Dorit's being very hard to pin down during this kind of portion of the season. And I think it makes it harder to really get on her, you know, feel like you like you empathize with her. Because it's like, you're giving me a different vibe every time the group is together. Yeah, and... I also find it interesting that every time these conversations happen, it's always Dorit and Sutton, a little bit of Garcelle sprinkled in there. We obviously know Kyle and Reno are team Erica. And also when I say I'm team Erica, I just mean I'm not team Sutton in this situation, like not in the whole grand scheme of things. But it's so I thought about this during the episode because everyone's like, why isn't Dorit saying anything? I think the issue here is that Dorit has told Erica and that's why Erica's skeptical skeptical like Dorit has mentioned before that like she has said stuff about Erica maybe not in full detail but she's she was called out and she did it Sutton still has yet to say what she has said when Erica's not in the room so I think that's a little bit of a difference although I agree she, like like Dorit can't really pick a lane it's it's a, yeah a, a I, lot. Think, I think with Sutton it's like there are specifics that she hasn't said in front of Erica but Erica clearly knows how Sutton feels oh, about yeah. her and knows that she has questions and tonight she says Sutton brings up the car accident thing as the example of when she's lied. And I feel like Erica kind of twists that around to make Sutton look bad or messy or whatever, because it's like, okay, just because he did break his ankle doesn't mean that you were like fully truthful about the story three years ago. Like the point is that you made it sound like a way less severe situation than you're saying now. And so it's like, okay, like you still, you didn't tell the truth. Like she's, Erica is now so hardcore about the idea that she doesn't lie and she's not a liar. And I think that is something that is a natural instinct when somebody is accusing you of stuff, but I don't think it usually serves people very well because let's be honest, most of us, aren't a hundred percent truthful a hundred percent of the time. And so I feel like it's, and when you're in a situation like this and you've said so many things on camera and you know, you have years of being on this show and also like stuff that's happened off the show to say like absolute statements, like I've never lied or whatever. It's like, I mean, I would say not, I've, I would say if I'm talking about myself, I would say, which I have before, like I'm, not a lot. I find lying actually very weird. It weirds me out when people lie. So I know I don't lie because it's, it's, it is weird to me. Like, I don't like it. It, it makes me like uncomfortable, which I guess not everyone likes lying. You've never, you've never given someone like a fake excuse for not wanting to hang out. Like I'm very in that. I like say, I don't want to hang out. I'm not like, Oh. No, I don't. I really, I'll find a lie maybe once in my life. Yes. I've lied in my life. 
maybe I'm exposing myself as a liar, but I feel like <laughs> no, I don't take me. I've never like I, not lied in my entire life. But I'm saying like as I an think older, there's a difference no. between being like an honest and trustworthy person and making the statement that it's like I've never yeah, told no. a lie about anything. And I feel like Erica's eh. painting herself into a corner because it's like. People have been digging up like constant yeah, little examples of her like contradicting herself and all of this stuff. So I'm like, just I have say to less. Say, that scene where with when they when she was that flashback where of her and Kyle lunch like that wasn't a good. That was yeah. It's weird because it's like it's right there on camera. <laughs> Kyle obviously remembers that, and Kyle thought it was super weird in La Quinta when Erica told this new story because yep. it's a new story. It's not. Whether and she was there. The story... She heard. She heard firsthand. Right. The first the story. Time. The story Erica told in 2016 or when, whenever yeah. that was. It might not have been a fake story, but it was not the full story. And so it's like, it, there. I mean, it's like I feel like it's semantics about whether or not that counts as a lie. But it's like get whatever. Yes, but it wasn't the truth. <laughs> we build up. We build up to the big. You know, don't. Don't speak to me like that or what or or nothing. Like she I and that's where we leave off. I'm excited. I she, it scared me a little because Erica was like gritting her teeth. Like she was seething. Well, this is the beauty of them being seated so close together at this party is that when they're really going at it and getting up in each other's faces it's like, "Oh, you're like you're like a little too close for comfort." Like is something <laughs> are you going to like are you going to is Erica going to like pop Sutton in the face? Like it it's could also, happen. I don't think it, it could. will, but like it it's could. A, it's also so dramatic because of course, of course they show all the other women with their head in their hand. Like, Oh, oh. gosh. Oh, the reaction. This could happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Also, we want to congratulate Kyle and Mauricio on their 25th wedding anniversary, 20, yeah, which went I, totally unnoticed. In the I was like, oh, that's cute. They have like giant crab buckets on the table. But then my attention was like swiftly diverted. They were elsewhere. like, let's squeeze any cute thing we can into the episode before we really get to like the powerful stuff. It is funny. The last few weeks on Beverly Hills, they've had these massively like these jam packed group scenes where obviously that's going to be like the centerpiece of the episode. And we've really been getting one every week, the last three or four episodes. And so it is funny that it's like, okay, like we'll have a scene of like Rina with her dresses, yeah. with her dresses, Kyle and Maurizio, like, and it, it's just like so clear what's filler and what's not, because it's like the non-filler is like so juicy. Yes. I guess this is the type of scene where when we spoke to Crystal a few weeks ago, where she's just sitting there and she's like, Oh my God, she didn't say a word. She like, what oh, is yeah. the, the camera like panned to get, she was like, what the hell is happening? Well, honestly, here? it's, it's crazy because at a scene like this, basically the whole time you were kind of saying this, Kyle, Rinna, Crystal, Kathy basically weren't speaking. I mean, like they had their little moments. Rinna tried to like, you know, kumbaya to the group, which it's like, we're past that uh, point. Uh, yes. But it's, you know, it was really all down on that one half of the table with Sutton, Garcelle, Erica, and Dorit. And like, they're carrying it. I mean, I think it's a great ensemble, but like the focus is clearly on a few of them at this point. How embarrassing that New York had to be on at the same time as Beverly Hills. I know, I know, I know. Oh my but th- goodness. But also, 
I'm like grateful because there was always that like Wednesday, that Tuesday of like, <sighs> okay, okay, it's nine o'clock. And like, then that I'll Wednesday the picked me up. And then the next day you're like, oh, fuck yeah. And you only have to wait till 8 p.m. if you're Amazing. in the Eastern time zone. Amazing. I, I want to ask though, when, yes. well, not really. I wanted to know your thoughts on when Garcelle was kind of comforting Erica and Erica was very cold towards her. Oh, I yeah. feel like in that moment, because her and Garcelle aren't best friends, like it wasn't Kyle. I don't think mm-hmm. Erica meant anything. Like, I, I think it wasn't specifically. Oh, Garcelle. she was like, you can take your hand yeah, off of me. I think yeah. Erica was just uncomfortable in that situation. I, I, a little bit of both. I mean, We've seen Erica for a long time and she's always been, you know, people have always said she's cold or, you know, that she kind of doesn't warm up to people super Mm -hmm. easily. And I think, yeah, in that situation where she, where her walls are really up and she feels like she's not in a safe space, I think she probably wouldn't have loved anyone like reaching out to, you know, wipe a tear off her cheek or like to hold her hand. But also I think she feels, you know, at least she at least has mixed feelings about how Garcelle has acted toward her in the last few weeks. Maybe, I don't know if that's fair, but I think she's just in a position where unless you're giving her a hundred percent trust and loyalty, like Kyle and Rinna, she can't, she doesn't feel like she can really let you in. And I think Garcelle and Sutton are in a position where they're like, no, we still want to be here for you. And Erica's like, yeah, I can't really, I can't really do that dynamic right now. Like I need, I need all or nothing. And I think it's perfectly understandable that they can't really give that to her. So. Yeah. And surprise for everyone listening. We have a new item up on shop.edges.com. I I cannot wait to to put this hat on my head. It is in route to Dylan. It's a beautiful black hat. <laughs> distressed, black, distressed, distressed baseball cap. Distressed baseball cap that says Bravo Legal Team. So you can, you know, wear it while you're doing your social media deep dives. Um, <laughs> you know, if you purchased anything from the Girardi auction, you <laughs> can wear it when you go to this, like. Okay. You can like wear it while you're like unboxing your new items. Um I feel like, and also, you know, Salt Lake City coming up less than two weeks away. Mm-hmm. Bravo legal team is going to be, you know, on full-time, full-time retainer. Oh my God. And then we should have like a Bravo legal team meetup, like in the fall and like solve cases. But also I want to we'll know. We'll rent out a courthouse. <laughs> I want to know if any of like anyone that follows um, Bravo by Batches, like ha- did buy anything from the auction. Like I need to know. Oh, I saw if you, if anyone follows um, Ryan Bailey on Instagram, his, um, his podcast is so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. He's hilarious. He bought a bunch of stuff and he <laughs> like, I think he posted, I think he posted on Instagram and Twitter. Um, look it up. It's really funny. He got like a fax um, machine. Like a, no, he didn't get any of the like weird nineties technology, but he got like a portrait of Tom <laughs> Um, like Aww. there was some really funny stuff in there. Um, so okay, yeah, question. Little... where did the money go? Where does that money go to? I think it was like for the victims because okay. it was like a government auction, like it okay. was like a bankruptcy auction. Also, the house has been reduced in price again. 
it Wasn't was originally it 13, put up. It was 13 million. It was 13 when it was put up this spring. And now it's down to like eight something, which is a long way to go because I guess, you know, like the, it's being sold by, I don't know, like the government, however that works. And so like, I guess they don't need to like recoup their costs, but like that's money that the victims aren't going to get. So Correct. I'm like somebody, somebody with like whatever, the asking price is right now just buy the house so the victims can get the full amount. Um, and I say only 13 million only because in that, that house is such a specific house that it's not like that many people would be like, like really like happy to buy it. I don't know. It's a weird, I know, shape. Like it's I, a weird design. I don't know. It's weirdly like, yeah, it's like very stuffy. There's like that Gothic chapel that just can't be that uh, appealing to most people. <laughs> yeah. So, um, damn. And there's only like four bedrooms or something, which yeah, like, feels whatever. wrong Too for, small like, for us. a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could never, I could never make that space work for me. Uh, this has been truly a joy. Um, we're going to go get some sleep, go to sleep. but it's <laughs> go to sleep. Um, but this has been great fun. Go check out the Bravo legal team uh, hat because we can wear it and match if you go buy one. <laughs> Um, but in the meantime, we will not have an episode on Monday because of the holiday. We're actually going to be doing two episodes next week, Wednesday and Thursday. We'll be talking about Potomac, Beverly Hills, Below Deck, all the stuff. No, no New York reunion. Woo-hoo! So we'll be back with a new episode next Wednesday. In the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches and check out our merch collection at Betches.co slash Bravo merch. And just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.